Those who reside in the town of Collinsport know that the ghosts inhabiting the great house are not so easily dismissed as undigested bits of beef and fragments of underdone potato. There is more of grave than gravy about them, for their sole purpose is to unleash Yuletide terror at Collinwood. Welcome to Terror at Collinwood. I am your hostess, Danielle Galerter, a.k.a. Penny Dreadful. And wow, have I got a show for you today, folks. We are in the holiday spirit here. Or is it Bah Humbug? I don't know. We're going to find out in just a minute here on Sunday, December 19th, 2021, via the Smartphone Theater Company uh, YouTube channel at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, the Collinsport Theater of the Airwaves proudly presents Dark Shadows, A Christmas Carol. This will be a reader's theater presentation of Charles Dickens' beloved Yuletide tale featuring several members of the Dark Shadows cast in what is sure to be the most legendary event of Christmas past, present, and future you are ever going to witness. This is something you will not want to miss. Mark your calendars. And I am thrilled and delighted to introduce three very special guests here today who will fill us in on all these spooky and festive proceedings. First, I have Ansel H. Farage, who is my first returning guest on the podcast. He is, of course, the Rondo. Thank you for having me again, Danielle. Oh, my God. It's a pleasure, Ansel. You know, you have the record for the longest episode of Terror at Collinwood thus far. (laughs) (laughs) This does not surprise me. (laughs) It was people to this day still message me about that episode. I love Ansel's enthusiasm. People love that episode. And with good reason, because you're awesome. You are the Rondo Award winning filmmaker, director, screenwriter and producer behind the likes of Loon Lake, the Theater Fantastique series, the Dr. Mabuse series, the last case of August T. Harrison and many more. And then, of course, I have here Richard Halpern, who is an actor, entertainer, song stylist, and tribute artist. He's built, <laughs> yeah, he's built as Mr. Tin Pan Alley and has performed his music all over the United States. Uh, he was also the MC at the Dark Shadows Festivals, a member of the Collinsport Players, has appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I love this, is the top Austin Powers impersonator in the United States and probably the world. Groovy baby, I have to say. Groovy Groovy. Groovy baby. Thank you, Danielle. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, my goodness. It is a pleasure having you. And of course, my next guest needs no introduction to Dark Shadows fans, but of course, she's going to get one. Absolutely. Catherine Lee Scott uh, is here. She's a renowned actress, writer, and publisher who's played Maggie Evans, Josette Dupre Collins, Rachel Drummond, Kitty Soames, and the parallel time Maggie Collins on Dark Shadows. She was Maggie Evans in House of Dark Shadows. In addition, she has an extensive resume in theater, film, and television having appeared in the likes of Star Trek The Next Generation, The Incredible Hulk, Hammer House of Horror, Dan Curtis's The Turn of the Screw, 
Ansel's Loon Lake, and so much more. Uh, she, of course, founded Pomegranate Press, through which she has released many books about a variety of topics, including dark shadows. Catherine, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Danielle. It's lovely to be here. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mentioned Loon Lake. I just want to I want to I want to mention this here at the top of the show. I hear that um, Ansel uh, Loon Lake and the Dr. Mabuse series, the Rondo Award winning Dr. Mabuse is uh, getting a Blu-ray release. Can you talk a little bit about that before we dive into A Christmas Carol? Yeah, um, we did the first Dr. Mabuse movie 10 years ago already, which is kind of frightening. And uh, now they're coming, all three are coming out on a two disc Blu-ray special edition and um, brand new deleted footage. And uh, uh, Jerry Lacey and Nathan Wilson and I, we recorded a commentary track for the first film. So there's a bunch of new stuff. And uh, Loon Lake is streaming. Loon Lake is available on DVD and Blu-ray. It's on uh, 2B TV. And uh, also August T. Harrison with Jerry Lacey is streaming on 2B TV and Amazon Prime. So yeah, you can check out brand new adventures with the Dark Shadows cast uh, <laughs> uh, on Amazon and then, you know, just Google. <laughs> Wonderful. And Catherine, you were in Loon Lake, as was David Selby. How was that experience? <laughs> well, it was wonderful. For one thing, I'm I'm from Robbinsdale, Minnesota. I'm from a small town, and uh, and what it was really wonderful is that my one of my brothers and his wife are actually playing extras in the film, and they loved it. And uh, and because it's a period piece, and and David and I play husband and wife in in the um, older part, we actually filmed in a real uh, vintage uh, house with and and I think the for me the best part of the whole film was being in this authentic little house uh, and seeing how people actually cooked in these little stoves and and uh, how tiny everything was and it was wonderful to work with David Selby again we were in dark shadows 50 years ago to be able to uh, to work again in entirely different roles it was um it was wonderful. Awesome. I love it. When is, when is it being released, uh, Ansel, uh, on Blu-ray? Uh, Loon Lake is already on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Mabuse, the, the Dr. Mabuse trilogy will be on Blu-ray the start of January. Okay, yeah. wonderful. All right, folks, definitely check that out. Uh, you will not be disappointed, I guarantee. Um, now, let's talk about this amazing, sure to be legendary event, uh, Dark Shadows, A Christmas Carol. Um, I've read over the years, uh, you know, that Dan Curtis, uh, back when the Dark Shadows was originally on, had this idea to do a TV special featuring uh, the Dark Shadows actors in a Christmas Carol. Uh, and now this is actually happening through the magic of the internet, through the magic of Zoom and smartphone theater. So first, I'd like to hear what, what role uh, does each of you have in this production in terms of what you're what you're doing uh, uh, to make it happen? So uh, we can just I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer this first. OK, Ansel okay. is involved with the special effects, mm -hmm. the music. Okay. Uh, special things that are gonna you're gonna be seeing while we're doing it. Uh, Catherine is uh, one of the cast members 
I'm directing it. I adapted the adaptation. This was actually a, a radio script that was given. Actually, I think it was Patrick McRae that gave that script last year because yes. we were thinking of maybe doing it last Christmas on the heels of our very successful Halloween Zoom Dark Shadows reunion. Yes. And it just kind of sat for a year. And I approached Catherine. I said, Catherine, what about can we do this? And she said, well, send me the script. So uh, this is interesting because what we've got, we've got a, a script uh, and a presentation that was produced and written for one medium that is now being presented in a different medium. Yeah. This thing was originally presented on the radio. So now it's being done on Zoom. But it's not as easy to do a straight radio play on Zoom because that's a completely different format. And there are certain technical obstacles which we have addressed and we have uh, taken care of. So, uh, you know, as, as I should say, uh, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. There's a few men behind the curtain. There's a few women behind the curtain <laughs> that you don't need to pay attention to because what you see is what you're supposed to see, but you're not going to know what's going on behind the scenes, but there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Uh, this was a technical challenge on some fronts, but we have uh, addressed everything and uh, it's going to be marvelous. We can't let you in on everything we've done because you just, oh, that's just too much minutia and everything. But to answer your question, uh, Ansel and I, beside, we're on camera only as the announcers, Okay. I think I'm playing one of the carolers, that okay. were, but that's it. I did not want to be in it. Ansel didn't want to be in it. We wanted only the cast of Dark Shadows, whatever roles they have. It's, it's one line, it's two lines, let's skip it. So we're, we are bookending it okay. with uh, as announcers. And as I say, there's a, a brief uh, caroling thing that we're, that's, I mean, that's it. So, uh, okay. yeah, I hope that answers yeah. that question regarding regarding the three of us that you asked. OK, about. so so you this was your your idea to make this to make this happen. To, were you spearheading this or? Well, uh, as I say, uh, we kind of I discussed it with Catherine. Catherine is kind of she's like the matriarch. And I've told her this. She's the mom, you know, of all things Dark Shadows. And this goes back to the 80s when she wrote my scrapbook memories of Dark Shadows. Oh, my goodness. Which yes. I had. And when they were showing the advertisements for that on the uh, on Channel 56, the UHF channel, which, you know, they don't have UHF anymore, but they still have. There, there are a few here and there. <laughs> yeah. But that was the snow channel where everything yeah. was fuzzy. And they showed Dark Shadows reruns on there. So Catherine said, I have this book, Scrapbook Memories of Dark Shadows. So that was just one of many. She's written so many books. Anyway, oh, she's yeah. been kind of like the, the go-to person for this type of a thing. And then, of course, once we had the pandemic, but nothing was going on. We couldn't do live festivals. Then that was done. So uh, we got the idea to do the, the live chat last year at Halloween, which was great. And as I say, this... Christmas Carol was kind of both of us had discussed it. And as I say, Patrick McRae, who uh, created the graphics that you see, the, the flyer, uh, he, being a drama teacher and a historian and a big Dark Shadows person, found this script. Mm -hmm. And it's this transcript of, of a broadcast that was done in the 1930s. And as I say, it kind of stayed where it was. We figured this is going to be too much to do right on the heels of the other one. But yes, 
earlier, a few months ago, I thought, you know, this might be a lot of fun. Let me talk with, with Catherine and see what she says. And her response was, you know what, send me the script. Let's look. And that's how it started. Yeah. Uh, and the adaptation has been adapted. Uh, <laughs> we put, we cast it. We put the the, the, the the sound effects to everything has been there. Yeah. Catherine being a publisher and an editor had the, the forethought to put everyone's uh, name and their role in every line. So whatever line is that, you know, who the actor is, you know, sure. what the role is. It's, it's like a blueprint. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the, so that's it. So it was kind of a, yeah. a group effort. I kind of just say, Hey, could we do this? And yeah. that's how it kind of spirit. And just speaking from my side, when I was a kid and I remember seeing the Paley Center, the, the Museum of Television and Radio panel, and Dane Curtis saying one of his, his dreams was to do Christmas Carol. And I was always like, oh, that would have been so yes. cool. Yeah. So for us to now finally do it, uh, we're wanting this to be the best production possible. And everybody's just, you know, going the extra mile and really rehearsing and we're trying to get the best presentation possible for all the fans out there. And uh, so as Richard's saying, yeah, Catherine, she, we were, we're, we're making sure everybody's yeah. on top of their lines and we're going to have a smooth production. It's, <laughs> Wonderful. it's live, but it's going to be great. Yeah. Now, Catherine, uh, of course, you know, Catherine, I think, I, I think we all know Catherine is she you say matriarch i like she's like the dynamo who who push yes. she's like always like you have done so much to keep dark the pulse of dark shadows pumping because uh through i mean i remember in the 80s when i find 1986 when i saw my scrapbook memories on the shelf at walden books um i'd been watching dark shadows in syndication my uncle valdemar and that's his name uncle val we call him uncle val he he was a big dark shadows fan in the 60s and so was my mom who said, I told her, I said, I'm, I'm going to be interviewing the actress who played Maggie Evans today. And she said, make sure you tell her that your family was all Dark Shadows fans, too. So there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, so we, um, I was watching it in syndication. I was a huge fan of the show. And I walked into Walden Books and there was my scrapbook memories of Dark Shadows. And my mind was blown. I was so excited that there was a book about dark shadows written by you. And I was, I, and of course I immediately bought it and I picked up all of the, the pomegranate press books over the years. And you have continued to do so much to keep dark shadows going and coming up with really great ways to, to do that. So I, I want to thank you just on behalf of the fan community for that, because that's a huge thing. That, and it's really important um and i you know, <laughs> thank you Danielle. um you know I, I i wish you could have walked into one of the with the walden bookstores where jonathan fred and i were signing book oh my so not, nothing happens uh you know in a with just one person uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad i wrote that book um you know, I wrote it because somebody asked me to write a magazine article. I, it was right after Joel Crothers and, and Grayson Hall passed away. And I wrote the magazine piece, submitted it, and then kept on writing. And that was the genesis of my scrapbook, Memories of Dark Shadows. Um, and I, I, I really feel a sense of family. Uh, with all of our Dark Shadows actors. You know, I, I really want to thank Richard for mentioning Patrick McRae. Yeah. Uh, he's a wonderful, um, he's a school teacher. 
And he was the one who brought this Orson Welles version of uh, A Christmas Carol to me a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It's already that long. And I wish he were more involved in this production. And, you know, fellas, maybe we can make him a little bit more involved um, yeah. when we when we do it. Um, he's he's wonderfully talented. And again, timing is everything. Dan Curtis couldn't pull off uh, A Christmas Carol when he wanted to do it. The timing was right. I'm so glad that Richard thought of it when he did. We were already deep into November. And I think that I think I think we were all just very anxious to work together again and to have an occasion to be together. And there wasn't one single actor that I called who didn't jump aboard. Uh, I'm I'm particularly pleased that when I called Alexandra Malka Isles, she yes. she said, "Oh, absolutely, this is wonderful," and started. You know, we had this wonderful conversation. I don't think I've spoken to her in about eight or nine years, something mm-hmm. like that. And um, and David Hennessy, I wrote an article yes. about earlier this year, and uh, and David said everybody thinks I'm a recluse. He said I'm a hotelier and a restaurateur. Why would anybody think I'm? A I read that article. It was a, it was and, a great uh, interview. Yeah, I was so pleased because David and I had a very special relationship. So once I called Nancy Barrett. Alexandra and 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 David Hennessy, and they all jumped aboard. And I think Richard had reached out to um, David Selby already. Yeah. Uh, everybody leaped on board. There wasn't one single person that hesitated. Yeah. And and we have our company. One thing I do want to say is that in addition to Patrick McRae not having a, a, a greater role in this production, um, I also want to mention that I reached out to Sharon Smith. Uh, she's the only one who couldn't join us for family reasons. Yeah. And, you know, there are only 12 roles. And so therefore, Terrain Crawford, Donna McKechnie, Donna Wandre, um, Roger Davis, all of these other lovely actors who are part of the Dark Shadows family will simply have to join us on another project another time. Yes. Uh, and I, I hope that's a that's a hint of, of things to come. I do. Well, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, Jimmy Hall as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. wanted to do it and then realized that he couldn't. I mean, he uh, too, like Sharon, had family obligations right. that would take him out of it. But he's going to be listening. I think the really interesting thing is that of the 12 of us who are going to be performing in A Christmas Carol, five of us were there on the very first day of rehearsal for Dark Shadows yeah. in April of 1966. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Really and that's Brian, Alexandra, Nancy, David, and me, um, five of us in this well, country. Not, not, not Dave, well, David Hennessy, yes, absolutely. Yeah, he was there the, in the beginning, yeah. Absolutely. So we have, yeah, the, this cast list. Is five of just- us were on the very first day. It's just an amazing cast list. David Selby, Catherine Lee Scott, Mitchell Ryan, Laura Parker, James Storm, Marie Wallace, Jerry Lacey, Nancy Barrett, David Hennessy, and Alexandra Moltke Isles. Wow. This is a a once in a lifetime. Uh, we We won't be able to get these particular people together 
to do something like this. I, I don't know that we'll ever be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, this is a very special occasion, and that's the way I'm addressing it. This is yeah. <laughs> one night. Legendary, folks. Yeah. Absolutely. I have to say, oh, um, you mentioned Patrick McRae. I've I had Patrick and Wallace McBride as well on this yeah. podcast in episode 10. Yeah, because they've done a lot to keep dark shadows in the zeitgeist too through yeah. the, the Collinsport okay. Historical Society and the Dark Shadows Day book and, and all of those great things that they're doing. So I'm glad Patrick is a, an integral part of this. And he's going to be doing a sound effect. Is, is that what it is? No, no. Patrick did the graphics. Graf- oh, graphics. Okay. But, and- you know, he's, we can also credit him actually for bringing the script. Yes. Uh, which yeah. has, as I said, we, we had the notion of doing this a year ago, mm-hmm. courtesy of him. And it, it, as I said, we just decided, you know, this is too much. Right. We did one thing and now yeah. we got to do this and this. Yeah. It's a long, yeah, it'd be a long show to do the, the entire, Absolutely. you know, story. Well, no, what I'm saying is we well, no, this- timing is everything. It, oh, yeah. uh, it, it was too much. Then people were still too involved with COVID and, and, uh, and too many other things right now. Uh, I think one of the reasons why this all came together is that people really want to get out again, connect connect in a in a very real way and by the way uh the other person that we really should mention is todd felderstein uh they he has been so incredibly helpful to richard and and to ansel who are experienced already uh-huh. but, uh, todd has done about 60 of these uh-huh. and he um he also uh, did the technical work and and hosted yeah. a play that a friend of mine, uh, Susan Sullivan, who was also yes. in Dark Shadows, by the way. Sure. Uh, but Susan <laughs> Sullivan uh, wrote a little play that we did on Zoom. I watched that. That was amazing. Yeah. And David Selby and Mitch Ryan. Yes. And um, all of us interconnect with, yeah. you know, Don and Greg and Falcon Crest and Dark Shadows. Yeah. Uh, so we're very close. But it was Todd. Uh, who put that production together with Assad Khalid directing it. So he really knows how to do this. And, you know, we're still in our infancy with Zoom, <laughs> even though it's been around for a couple of years. Yeah. There are so many technical challenges with it. Yeah. And uh, and I'm sure that Richard and Ansel really appreciate having somebody like Todd working on this with us. And, and yes. Absolutely. He came in and was like a godsend and knew exactly. And Todd, of course, is being the technical director and he's hosting it on his channel. Uh, he, he knows all about the placement of the TV screens and the cameras pushing the buttons yeah. so that Ansel can do his special effects. I can do my directing and saying this, this, this. So everybody can do what they're delegated to do. And and Todd Todd is in charge of the technical. Sure. It takes an army to to bring these productions together. And yeah, we have a really good solid team. And yeah, Patrick McRae designed our nice poster art banner. And (laughs) and, so so you're going to be doing the effects, Ansel. That's so cool. I'm doing doing some some visual designs and some surprises and some things that will be happening as the as it's all going on, I don't want to yeah. reveal anything, but okay. I know that no spoilers. I got, I got excited. yelled at. I got yelled yeah. at for spoilers <laughs> on this podcast talk, talking about dark. Cause I talk about the dark shadows storylines and like character development and arcs and all that. And keep, somebody, a couple of people messaged me like you're spoiling episodes. I was like, Oh, I thought, 
years old. I'm sorry. I have to put a spoiler warning. There may be spoilers. Um, so (laughs) yeah, it is challenging with the, I imagine with the zoom format, there must, there's pros and cons to, I mean, obviously the pros are that we can have something like this happen, you know, during a pandemic that wait a minute, Danielle, in our case, uh, we're doing this live, essentially we're, we're coming into this woefully (laughs) under rehearsed (laughs) with, with 12 actors who have not worked together in 50 some years and in in four time zones, four time zones. So there's going to be lag and all sorts of things. And we're all meeting and we've all rehearsed on our own and we're all meeting and we're just going to do it. Oh, so you haven't done the rehearsal together yet? (laughs) No, not yet. Okay. It's coming up. I know Dan. It's going to be just like the show. It's just like the show, right? Yeah, it's going to be just like right on tape. Leave it in, right? Well, yeah, I know. I know. Dan Curtis would roll over in his grave if he knew we were doing this under rehearsed. And then I'm thinking, Dan Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you remember him talking about this idea back then, or was that something that I only remember it from that uh, that evening? I I think I sat next to him at the Paley Center for that evening. (laughs) Yeah. And I do remember that he said it. And I think somewhere, you know, it lodged in my brain. But, uh, you know, Dan <laughs> Dan would be all for this. Yeah. And um, he wasn't shy about, you know, dumping us into the deep end and and uh, <laughs> hoping we would swim. So I think he'd be I think he'd be fine with what we're doing. Sure. And there's something of fact, mm-hmm. I think that he's uh, if anything, he and certainly his daughters, Kathy and Tracy, would be incredibly proud that we are essentially preserving his legacy by continuing the kind of work that we're doing yeah. as, uh, as a unit. Uh, I love it that we're called the Cullensport <laughs> Players yes. of the Airwaves. Uh, Cullensport yes. Theater of the Airwaves. Who's, who came up with that? Who came, I up, came up with that? Yeah. One. I That's came up with that. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> well, see, what we have as far as the festivals go, we there is yeah. a, a skit group. I know, the Cullensport Players. Yeah, sure. the Cullensport <laughs> Players. And sure. I joined it way later on I came in the late 80s it was already going it was Jonathan Harrison Laura Brodian Helen Samaras these people way Jeff, in the back Jeff Thompson too right? Jeff Thompson all sure. of these players uh, and I came that was the Collinsport players and mm-hmm. they were the skit group writing little skits about the, the people playing the actors yeah. and the beautiful thing about that because I've written skits for them I've been in skits with, is any one of the members of the Collinsport players can play any one of the roles. So it's like, oh, we need Mrs. Johnson uh, and she can't do it. <laughs> can you do it? All right, I'll be yeah. Mrs. Johnson. You know, just that's the beauty yeah. of this. This production is not the Collinsport players. At all. What the beauty of this is everybody has their strength in it. We've got a cast of accomplished actors, many of them with stage, television, all of these things. We're de- I'm delegating this. This is not, I'm not a micromanager and say it this way, say it that there's a couple of things in this script that I put in bold faces, say, you know, it's emphasis. But these are professionals. Sure. They know what to do. They know how to say their line. You know, I'll say something, but to make sure you, you speak clearly because this is not a microphone in your it's face. A, it's a it's, reader's theater event. It's a reader's right. theater, but it's yeah. not a reader's theater because a reader's theater, you have a mic right in front of you. Okay. And everybody's at a line. Sure. And you get up and you say, this is 
you know, external microphones. So you have to say every word so that you can uh, overcome that. Yeah, but that's that's just text. But as far as the actors, they know what to do. Ansel knows exactly what to do. He saw this. Okay, I have an idea. I'm going to do fine. It's just Patrick made a beautiful graphic, but this sure. gorgeous graphic. You get Todd, who runs the channel and does these Zoom things. He knows, everybody knows what to do. And that's the, the beauty of it, is that when yeah. we do come together, it's we're just letting people do what they know. And there and there's an there's an energy in uh, that kind of uh, with people who know what they're doing coming together. And but there's also that level of spontaneity because everyone involved is, you know, everyone's reading the script on their own and getting getting it down, but then coming together for the first time to do that. I, I did. A, I've done a lot of improv and sketch over the years. And I did. A, I was part of a group called Radio Classics and I performed with uh, John Aston, who was Gomez Adams and the Adams family on stage. But I hadn't met him before. So we met, you know, backstage with the group and we ran the lines. It was there. There were old radio shows that we were doing as a readers theater on stage, and um, and we would we went we were backstage. We read at the table. We got you know kind of got together, did did this rehearsed it a couple of times, and we went out and did it. Uh, and it was a readers theater. You know, we had the script and we were all in a line. But it was the sound effects were live. The music was live. Everything was just live. And I love that kind of spontaneity because there's such a, a magic to that. There's that interchange between the audience and the actors and just that creation on the spot is, I love that feeling. Do you work with Phil Proctor? Uh, no, uh, Bob Bowers. Okay, all right. Bob okay. Bowers, yeah. No, it was uh, John Ass. He got John Ass. So John Ass came are, up. And he was lovely. Wonderful. There, there, there are there are several different companies that do this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love it's, those radio. It's fun. it's so fun. It's just such a yeah. fun, and and the audience was was really into it as well. Now, I yeah. heard uh, Richard. I heard you on um, Melody Clark's wonderful podcast, Fan Flack, which I. I just discovered recently, and she's been involved with the with the fan community for a long time, and was one of, one of the writers on the on the Dark Shadows companion uh, as well, like with Kathy Rush and Marcy Robin. And so um, she was talking to you, and you were talking about your favorite uh, versions of a Christmas Carol, like different performances of a Christmas. There are so many, you know, oh, Alistair yeah. Sim and and uh, you know uh, Albert Finney, and all of these great uh, Patrick uh, Stewart, I think. Uh, did it um, do any? And Mark DeWidziak. Mark DeWidziak. <laughs> Mark DeWidziak. Oh, Mark. He played Scrooge. I know he did. Does uh, Mark Twain? I didn't know he did Scrooge yeah, as well. Well, oh yeah. Is he is he your favorite uh, Scrooge? Oh, he's simply one of my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get him on this show at some point. I think it'd be fun to talk with him. Uh, do do any of you have a favorite version? I'll start with Ansel because uh, I know Ansel's like a huge film buff. So Ansel, do you have a favorite version of A Christmas Carol? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say the Alistair Sim one. That, that's the one that's the, the, the creepiest. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if we're really going to be honest, I do have a fondness for... Michael Caine and Muppet Christmas Carol oh, yes. <laughs> when I was a little kid <laughs> in the movie theater. I don't know. That was a good one. What, uh, the two old guys that always complained that they're Marley and... That, oh, Sattler and Waldorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, was, uh, that was a big moment when I was a kid in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Richard, do you have a, a favorite? Well, it's interesting. Uh, 
so many versions are done differently. I mean, there's not one version. They're not all the same. Every version has its own. They take different things from the original book. Um, there was an animated one. It wasn't Mr. Magoo. It oh, was, I was a, say. <laughs> like a dark animated one. Oh. My favorite portion of the story uh, is not always included in any of these adaptations. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And it's not in the radio show either. I mean, that's very cut down. But there's a scene where the ghost of, of Christmas present, he has stirrings under his robe and Scrooge says what, and then he pulls the robe back and there's these two children, a boy and a girl, and they're emaciated and they're reaching and they look like death. And Scrooge says, are these your children? And then goes, these are the children of man. And he says, the girl is want, the boy is ignorance. He says, pity the girl. But beware the boy. Oh, that is the most socially conscious thing in the whole story. And the ghost of Christmas present is the most important of the spirits because he is commenting on Dickens world of what is evil, what is good and the people being cruel to each other. And he's showing Scrooge, you know, look, these guys have nothing. And they're happy. And then let's go over here. These people have nothing and they're happy. They're making the best of it. And now you have, but that one exchange about the, the want and ignorance, uh, that's my favorite part. And as I say, that was in an animated one. I don't recall seeing it any place else. I would have to say that that, and then of course, you know, we did Austin Powers Christmas Carol live. Somebody yes. <laughs> in San Pedro, uh, at one of the high schools, and I played that. That was fun. Was Austin you know, Powers Austin Scrooge? Christmas. No, Dr. Evil was Scrooge. Oh, of course. Of and course. Austin was, uh, well, Marley was number two, Robert Wagner part. And uh-huh. then Austin was was all the ghosts. Okay. Comes in, you know, and did this, this. So that was kind of fun. But I love it. I digress. All right. Uh, Catherine, what would your favorite version be? Yeah, anybody should be George C. Scott. Ooh, George C. Scott. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. did you think of Mansell? Oh, uh, sorry, you cut out. I, I saw it. We, that was the one that we watched in the eighth grade. We had to read Christmas Carol when I was in the eighth grade. And that was the version that uh, we saw at the end of class. I, I liked it. I mean, I don't, you know me, I like to go for the scary thing. I thought it was good, but I, I want more of the, like the book is a dark, scary, gothic story. Yeah, and I did do that in the George C. Scott, but I want, you know, yeah. but I, it's, it's a good film. This version of a really scary one. And by the way, we all watched some version of it when we were in school. I, I think it was the Alistair Sims one that I saw when I was in school. Which, which, which do you think is the really scariest and most truthful to Dickens? Well, the one that I'd say is actually the scariest was probably the new BBC one with Guy Pierce. I don't know if you saw that BBC FX. Nice. And it's very, it's a very R-rated, dark, messed up version of of uh, Christmas oh. Carol, but it has the real sort of you know the the seedy underbelly of what Charles Dickens would write, not right. just limited to to oh, Christmas Carol. Am I am I very mistaken? Did Charles Lawton ever do it? No, I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think no. No, if no. he did, if somebody yeah. like, well, if someone like that would have done it, 
maybe he was. It would have been on a, on a radio version of it, which may be. Or a stage. He may, may have done a stage or version. Stage I mean, it's possible. I love, I'm a sucker for the Albert Finney musical. I just. Oh, I, I love, oh, I love I love it. One. Thank you saying. very much. Thank you. I just, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Um, <laughs> And he's good. He was great. I love Albert Finney. He's he's just so much fun to watch in in, in anything. Um, now, there's also OK, so I know that we can't dive. I guess you, there, we can't divulge who's playing who in, in no, the show. No, 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 absolutely not. No, no. OK, not even that. <laughs> you hear all of us start streaming. No. <laughs> OK, OK. Well, uh, Danielle, what what I'd said on on um, Melody's broadcast sure. was, who do you think is playing who? Okay, and we had some interesting choices, and actually, one of those people got one of the castings correct. Okay, they said, I bet so and so is playing so and so, and they were right. Okay, okay, I have I have theories. Um, okay, what's your theory? <laughs> Let's hear what you think. Well, first of all, I hope that David Hennessy is playing Tiny Tim. That's, <laughs> I was just going to say that I, I hope David Hennessy plays Tiny <laughs> Tim. Um, even, <laughs> even though he's an adult. Yeah, I, I just I just think it would be fun. Um, David Selvi is Scrooge. It's my guess. David Selvi is playing uh, Scrooge. Um, Catherine is playing the ghost of Christmas present or Mrs. Scrooge in the flashback. You know, the Mrs. Scrooge, um, you know, the, the ghost of Christmas past. To, um, let me see. Um, no, that ghost of Christmas past, I, I meant not ghost of Christmas present. Ghost of Christmas present is the, I could have pictured Thayer David playing the ghost of Christmas present. Actually, I'm thinking ghost of Christmas past, maybe Catherine. Let's see. Hmm. Bob Cratchit. Uh, I'm going to go with um, James Storm on for that one. Bob Cratchit. Mrs. Cratchit, Marie Wallace. I'm going to guess for that one. And um I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, I, though, though, there's, that's the extent to which I, I will go. I'm not going to name everybody. <laughs> well, but, but. <laughs> those, uh, those are all great choices. What you said, very good choices. Uh, uh, we're just going to leave it at that, you know. Okay, um, okay, we'll find okay. Find out, you know, let's we'll find out. So, It'll be so. a surprise. It will be a surprise. Now, is I know, I remember when uh, the Quarantine Theater Company did the Halloween Zoom, there were some technical issues with David Hennessy actually toward the end there and he had to drop yes. out of the call. Is that is that something that is going to be sort of? Oh, I, I'm, uh, I've, I've been worried about that. We, we have four different time zones mm -hmm. and, uh, and I, uh, I, you know, everybody's Wi-Fi connection, uh, whew, dogs barking, lawnmowers. I mean, I, you know, and anything could happen. We're all in our home environment. So it's a big concern, but uh, we're just, um, everybody is, is simply going to have to be responsible for their own, for their own setup. Uh, and that's just the way it's going to have to be. Yeah. We're doing our best to ensure it's, it's all going to, you know, come through smoothly. So, right. Yeah. Um, Ansel is very confident about all of this. He's right to be confident. He's right. Look, like I said, we've got someone who's an expert and in one behind the scenes thing, which kind of filters into an in front of the scenes thing, which is Ansel. Then we've got Todd, 
Yeah. Who, if you say, listen, here's a problem we had before. It was this. And, oh, you know what? It's this. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. And, blah, 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 and it's that's it. So I am confident. Uh, Ansel's, I'm sure Catherine, yeah. I know we're all nail biting, <laughs> which we are. But we're also confident yeah. because, as I said, we, ha- we have the, the good fortune of having the right people in yeah. place yeah. to do what it is that they know how to do. Mm-hmm. And the people that are in other things, they can learn from those people. And, uh, you know, like Todd and Ansel, that's kind of hand in hand because that's yeah, all Todd is a really good. Things. Yeah. Todd is yes. really good, really helpful with us. Ansel, is he yeah. your neighbor? Uh, he's like right. He's he's a couple streets away. So we're gonna hang out. I said. I said. I said. I told Todd about you, and as I was talking to him, he was looking you up, and he said, "Wait a minute, where does he live?" And I said, uh, "He said I think he lives down the street from me." And I said, "Sounds like it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're 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 pretty close by, and and just to say, like what Richard's been saying, he's been really helpful and and really on top of of. Yeah helping us make sure this is going to be the smoothest production with, you know, five different time zones and different coasts and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. It's going to be, it's, it's dark shadows. I mean, you know, what can go wrong, but it's going to be great. (laughs) You know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be memorable. It's going to be good. Wonderful. Now now there's a Q and a portion after uh, this. How does that, how is that going to work? You know, I'm going to cry and pray and just like, (laughs) Oh God, it's all falling apart by now. (laughs) That isn't going to happen. I promise. So, uh, there are 12 of us. So it gives each of us a chance to give a holiday greeting and kind of catch up on. And, and you know, uh, a lot of people are used to and think about this, Danielle. A lot of people are used to watching us now in the rerun. So uh, they see me 55 years ago. And uh, and and uh, and that'll be the case with all of us. And to suddenly see us as we are now, I mean, 50 years later, it actually makes a Christmas Carol that much more poignant, I think. But uh, I think during the uh, the, the uh, Q and A, uh, it's really going to come home to people that yeah, we're still here. I, I and it's together. It's Let's such a it, yeah, exactly. Collins family endures. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they are the Collins family. I'm sorry I interrupted, but no. they, they are the, this cast. They are the Collins family. Like they're not just actors. The, they are all. You guys are all an actual family. And you so said I that when you were when you were on with me last time. You said I've that. I said too. that because it's the yeah. truth. It is the truth. I know. It. I fell into this crowd when I was 20, and they've all been so supportive and a, a real family. That happened. <laughs> 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 I, I I absolutely can sense that. I mean, I've only been to two festivals. I wish I had been more actively involved. Growing up, I was kind of introverted. And then I got more into theater. And then when I started teaching college and everything. I kind of came out of my shell a bit more. But I did go. I, I went to a couple of the festivals and I loved it. But you can sense just the camaraderie between the actors. And you can definitely feel that sense of you went through that together. And it was an, an experience that's yeah. very memorable. You know, as far as as Ansel and Richard are concerned, you know, Richard has been a part of our group for mm-hmm. going to be 35, 40 years. I yeah. hope I'm not, I think, but when yeah. I, 
Ansel, yeah. um, I, Ansel, I'm going to tell this story because I think it's quite extraordinary. Danielle, have you heard this one? I, I got, as I do, uh, I, I very often get, um, I don't know how people find me, but they send me a, um, a query. Would I be interested in doing their film? You know, <laughs> and I got such a thing from young Ansel Farage. <laughs> no idea why I responded, but he was holding a, a casting session that there was a role for me, but he was holding a casting session if I wanted to meet him. And uh, I have no idea what made me do it, but I <laughs> told me the time and the play. And uh, and I drove over to Culver City and and there he was in this very tiny, it was like a little motel room. Actually, it's where Quentin Tarantino does all his casting. It's a little kind of motel arrangement. And he was in one of the rooms. And, uh, and so I went in and I chatted with him and there was a very attractive redhead uh, sort of middle aged woman sitting next to him. And uh, he said he was the he was directing, and then I turned to her and I said, "And you're," uh, and he piped up and said, "Well, she's my producer," and she looked at me and she said, "I'm his mother." Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> so they gave. The parents and they're lovely people. His father is an architect, and uh, and the and the two of them gave Ansel a choice of automobile insurance or a budget to do the film. He took the budget, so he and his mother hung his uncle's garage with blue sheets. And we show up. I got Laura involved. I called. <laughs> Well, that hey, this will be kind of fun, and you'll play this, and we'll be sisters, and you know, you want to do it. And she said, Yeah, so we showed up with our own makeup, our own costumes, wardrobe, and um, and there we are in his uncle's garage with the blue sheets. And he is not only the director, he's the cameraman and the lighting man, and it's a one man band a camera the size of a walnut and he's holding a microphone and I think he's holding sheets together with the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, so we did all of our acting, walking in tiny semicircles. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And you know what? I loved it because I kept thinking that having been to the Hollywood Studio Museum, one of my favorite places in Hollywood, I used to have all of my book signings there because I wanted to draw attention to it. But it's the old Jesse Lasky uh, studio and uh, he and, and uh, Bill uh, did Squawman there, uh, which was uh, Joan Bennett's father, Richard Bennett, was in that film. It was the first Hollywood film. And you think of how primitive the equipment was, how, um, yes, actresses brought in their own ringlets and their own say <laughs> 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 uh, there was something sort of enchanting about it. Yeah, there and and it's uh, it, this is the theater fantastique, right? The, the this was, uh, a, this was the very first Doctor Mabusa. The, do, oh, the first Doctor Mabusa. Okay, cool. And, yeah. and and just to say something, what Catherine said, yeah, she, you, you and Laura, Jerry, they all came into my uncle's garage with blue curtains. He got to move his car and yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lost that garage. I turned it into a whole soundstage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we started there, and then I 
because of your guys' support and encouragement, I got to have you on location in Minnesota in a real parsonage playing yeah. David's wife in 1880. Yeah. You know, without without all that, there's got to be a, we got to start somewhere. And now and, here and, we are on the and, internet. And that, and that stuff Carol is cool. Like if you, dream. it's totally awesome. If you go to hollandsworthproductions.com uh, or to the Hollandsworth Productions YouTube channel, okay. Ansel has a lot of his stuff on there. And it's really amazing. I mean, just with what... You have uh, I will tell you, we were uh, we were fierce with him. Jerry Lacey kept saying, we have a contract. Could you do this? <laughs> 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 Pushing him and a lot. What about noir? And what about this? And I mean, we were fierce. We were we were very pushy with you, Ansel. It was, but it was the best. It was the best film school that I could ever have gotten. I never went to film school. I went to the Dark Shadows School of no, Filmmaking. <laughs> so you know, that's, that's that's the best. You know, learning the trenches, just like everybody learned from Dan. So you know, it's, it's perfect. It's synchronicity. And now here we, as I said, now here we are on the internet fulfilling Dan's dream. And none of that would have yeah. been possible without Catherine I'm randomly sure. opening that email that I sent her when I was twenty. So. Yeah. Now, uh, now you, of course, the Collinsport Theater of the Airwaves. Now, can we? Exp- now, of course, we're not going to have something at this level with this many cast members, as you said, Catherine. But can we expect potentially future Collinsport Theater of the Airwaves shows to come in in future months and years? What do you think, Catherine? I I listen. You know, anything is possible. As Catherine said, there are other actors from the cast who were not able to join or whatever reason they couldn't come. Mm -hmm. This, like last year, is a trailblazing thing. This is a new frontier, a new thing. Will this work? We can't do live festivals right now. Gosh knows if we'll ever do live festivals again. We did a live festival online with people sitting. What what do we do with the festival? We do Q&A. Well, let's bring on the people. That... On the one end, went very well. There were some glitches that, you know, it didn't. Let me put it to you this way. Really, except for David Tennessee's phone, that, that's minor. Yeah. Nothing, like they say, you know, not, nobody out front knew what was going on. You know, so the people watching <laughs> got this really good presentation. And whatever was back, you know, which we found as, oh, well, this was this. It's still came off as a success it's still up there it's still posted and it's a good thing it is because we had christopher pennock in that yes yeah on in halloween and he passed away in february yeah yes so and sad. we would love to have had him in this production yes. any production he was a wonderful man and that footage of him is remains up there you know yeah. for people to see one of his final uh Interviews. film performing and then i think Interviews. Ansel, didn't you have him in something yeah, and was it, released. yeah, he did his very last uh, performance for me uh, in October. We did uh, the most haunted house of Venice Beach. Oh my God! I cried at the end passed. of that. Of that, I got I got teary eyed at the end of that. He was he, a, a perfect yeah. monologue to, to end. Oh, I yeah. think a run. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. So, Catherine, what what are, what are your feelings on the state of the future of this? This is, and also because you not only did we do this thing last year. That play that you did, which was written for this format, it was written to be performed, performed in Zoom. And it was very good. 
So that's a, a plus. What do you think about future endeavors of this nature, in your opinion? You know, I have a number of um, uh, original radio scripts from the 1930s. I don't know what the copyright situation is, but those would be really fun to do. Yeah. And uh, and I love the idea. Uh, I love the idea of what Todd is doing. Todd Felderstein does, a, you know, he does all of these original pieces that are, are written for Zoom. And uh, and I think that that's uh, I think that's the way I would like to work because it it's uh, things are written for zoom or adapted for zoom and they and they um they really stand on their own i've watched now several of the things that he's done aside from the expendables that i did with mitch and and susan and david and and they and the quality is really pretty good there are limitations of course but I think one can adapt. I love the idea of Reader's Theater. So with the Dark Shadows actors, uh, yes. I mean, uh, Lisa Richards is so wonderful. Oh, yeah. And Sharon and and Terrain, Donna McKechnie, other, uh, it, would, it would be lovely uh, to bring them in as well and really cast from our pool of Dark Shadows actors to do some different productions. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, would be but- fantastic. I um, certainly they- learned from this experience, so I think the next one can just be better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, it, I, uh, and you could. There are so many of those classic radio shows that could be adapted, especially if you went, oh. if you did a Halloween like, uh, you know, Witch's Tale or or Inner Sanctum or, or something fun like that. that yeah, and these are uh, from Colgate. I mean, they're quite they're quite wonderful. A, a friend of mine in England who uh, wrote and produced a number of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died twenty five years ago, but he gave them to me. They're written on foolscap. I mean, or typed yeah. and. Um, quite amazing. And I keep thinking of, you know, pulling them out of my pocket and seeing them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so fun. And, and like you said, there are so there's shows now that are being written for, I was, I did a, like a local community theater show that was, it was called 101 ways to survive life in quarantine. And it had a pretty large cast, but it was all zoom. They, they recorded each of the segments through zoom. This was at the beginning of the pandemic. And then they kind of stitched them together uh, into a show. And it was, it was a fun kind of way to do I had some, a few little technical glitches on my end when I, when I did it, this was like right at the beginning of the pandemic when I first started using Zoom. But um, yeah, these shows are being created now for this format. Um, And you mentioned, you know, smartphone theater. I just watched the interview with Mitchell Ryan. Um, Yeah, it was very good. It was great. And Susan Sullivan and Lisa Richards both piped in with questions. That was really great. (laughs) Leave it to Susan. <laughs> she was funny. I know. Mitch called me the next day. <laughs> I, I adore Mitch. Um, you know, we, we do all keep in touch. Um, I call I, Nancy and I talk all the time, and Mitch. I think Mitch has called me at least twice this week, and Marie, and uh, Laura, of course. I, you know, we're 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 really very close. One is it? So they is are it. a family. They are a yeah. family. Yeah. Real. All family. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad to see, you know, 
Mitch Ryan and David Hennessy and Alexandra Mulkey Isles participating in this because over the years, you know, we'd see Mitch, Mitchell Ryan did a few uh, interviews for the DVDs. I think he went to one of the festivals. Yeah. David Hennessy, you know, did that interview with you. And every once in a while, I think he'd sent a, a message to the Dark Shadows News uh, page to say, say how he was doing. But it's good to see them actively participating. I'd love to see more of the actors, the ones you mentioned, like Terry and Crawford and yeah. uh, Donna Wandry, Kate Jackson. And there are so many. I know John Lassell, or is it Lassell or John Lassell? He played Dr. Guthrie during the first year of Dark Shadows with the glasses and the Laura Collins storyline. He's, I think he's in his 90s, but he doesn't really do uh, interviews or anything like that. But I believe he's still with us. I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we've lost some of the, some of the act, like Robert Rodan passed away recently. And uh, Chris Pennock. So it was sad, you know, that, that we're losing so, so many, like Chris Pennock was so, such a dynamo. I mean, I was just taught Rod Labby was on the last episode of this podcast and we were talking about just his energy. And I, I never had the opportunity to meet him in person. Sadly, I know Ansel also talked about him when you were on the show and actually I got chided by somebody because you were using, uh, you had a potty mouth in that episode. Because you were quoting, <laughs> you were quoting. No, that's okay. I I kind of believed you, but somebody was like, "That was bad language." I was like, "Whatever." Uh, but it was you were quoting Chris's Chris, words, not mine. Quoting Chris, Chris Paddock. So it was just he's. I wish I had had the opportunity uh, to to have met Chris Pennock, but um, but it's so great that the actor these these actors from the show are coming together to do this. So no, so I, I'd like to move on, just have a few fun Dark Shadows related questions for all of you, just to kind of uh, just geek out a little bit here, have some questions here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to start with Richard um, here. Richard, what is your favorite Dark Shadows storyline and character? Well, I would have to say my favorite uh, is the 1795, mm-hmm. because this is where you get the backstory, you know, even though that changes as they mm-hmm. go back. Now it's 1797. And now, it's, yeah. you know, and then, of course, when Barnabas first comes in, he's talking about things that happened and they were yeah. together for years. But now they're only together for a few weeks. You know, that's the, the, the history changes. You know, But I do like that the best because, you see, it's always alluded to. Mm-hmm. when the Barnabas storyline starts and then they have that party where they all dress up like the, the, their counterparts in the old days. Uh, my fa- It's hard to say my favorite character because there's so many. And of course, several of the actors played so many different characters. Uh, so I don't have an answer for that one, but I do think my favorite story, as I said, must have been the, the 1795 sure. one. That's a that's an excellent choice. Awesome. Uh, Ansel. All right. So you you are the master of, of filmmaking. So and Dark Shadows has appeared in many mediums, television, of course, film, of course. Uh, we have the audio dramas from Big Finish, which Catherine uh, participates in quite frequently and I enjoy listening to you in those. Um, there's uh, now we have Internet streaming. We've even had an off-Broadway play a year. This was in the 80s. There was an off-Broadway Dark Shadows uh, play uh, of the 1795 storyline, actually, which I wish I had seen that. Uh, So, Ansel, is there any medium that you would like to see Dark Shadows sort of manifest in in some form? 
or have I covered everything just now? <laughs> uh, I mean, well, let's let's see what's going on in Collinsport today. That's all I can say. Yeah, Mark B. Perry. Um, he's going to be on the show soon, coming up uh, pretty soon to to talk about sure. Dark Shadows reincarnation. So I'm, I'm curious to hear his thoughts on that. So, yeah, do you have any intel on that, Ansel? I I, I just I I, I don't understand. <laughs> upset okay yeah i i am uh i'm not concerned i mean mark is uh is a hardcore dark shadows fan i mean you know in his instagram he has the dark shadows like quote of the day you know he'll yeah he, right yeah he's been doing that, he lately. Been doing that lately yeah yeah he's uh he is a he and he was in the uh the recent jonathan frit documentary as as well which was sensational it was a really uh touching documentary about jonathan's you know love of, of theater and passion for theater um catherine okay uh so uh, I've listened to interviews. <laughs> I've listened to interviews with Alexandra where she expressed uh, in, that she would have enjoyed playing a different kind of character on the show. She would have liked playing a villain or a monster in the show. Is there any type of character or archetype that you would have enjoyed playing in Dark Shadows that you didn't get the opportunity to to play? You know, the for the four characters that I played were really very different. Yeah. And- because they were in different, you know, time, time, time eras. Um, no, uh, uh, I really enjoyed playing Maggie. Uh, I, the truth is some of our best acting work was when we first went on the show and <laughs> before we started acting, put it that way, we... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you really do have to learn not to act. So I, I'm I'm very fond of the the first six months of the show. Uh, maybe maybe that's odd because the first six months of the show uh, are the episodes that are very often left off in the reruns. But I really like the first six months, and I really loved Maggie's relationship with the vampire when he first appears, mm-hmm. uh, when Barnabas Cullens first appears. Those are my favorite episodes. You know, when Maggie, the waitress, who's very much an outsider, uh, instead of closing up the the diner, takes off her coat and brews another pot of coffee in the silex and and uh, sits and talks to this stranger new to town. And uh, and you can see the chemistry. Uh, I know that Dan saw the chemistry. It was the uh, the beginning of Dan considering uh, what he could do with those two characters. Uh, and I mean, I know that for a fact. So I'm very fond of of that. <laughs> I'm very fond of that time and the fact that Jonathan came on the show fully formed as Barnabas Collins with the cane, the hair, uh, the voice, the manner. He was fully formed as Barnabas, which was really impressive. It's difficult to come in with a show that's already up and running. So uh, I'm very fond of that, and and uh, and it was great fun. I mean, to play the conniving Kitty Soames, yes. uh, <laughs> to play, uh, to play, oh, to play Rachel, uh, who was very different from Maggie, the governess. Uh, Maggie had no business being a governess anyway. I mean, she was. <laughs> there's, there's no indication that she did anything but graduate, perhaps from high school. 
I mean, imagine being able in your very first job to be working with people like that. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and, and all I can say is that um, being able to work with Johnny Carlin and Mitch Ryan, those were, those were some of my best days. I mean, they were both amazing to work with. Yeah. Everybody was terrific. But I, and I also have to say, uh, Joan Bennett and I became very close, especially later in life, uh, her life. And, um, but on the show, how often she would take me aside and, and just um, little gentle little things mm. that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to quote because they sound so insignificant, but they certainly aren't. Uh, to a young actress in the moment when you're still learning your craft and so many things that you haven't experienced yet. And she was wonderful. She was really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, for those who may not know, I've, I've get, I get this question periodically from new fans or people who are going back to watching Dark Show because it's on the streaming platforms like Tubi, Amazon Prime, et cetera. And they have branded the MPI or World Vision has branded the early Dark Shadows episodes, the first 10 months of the show as Dark Shadows, the beginning. Okay. Those are the pre-Barnabas episodes. The Barnabas episodes if you go to Dark Shadows on Tubi, the first episode for Dark Shadows is Barnabas coming out of the coffin. But if you go to Dark Shadows, the beginning, you yeah. will get the first 10 months of the show. And you'll get a lot of Mitchell Ryan because Mitchell Ryan is in, in a little bit when Barnabas comes in. He's in it for you know a couple of months and then Anthony George takes over. But if you watch uh, those first 10 months of the show, you will see a lot. of Those are my favorite. The first yeah. 10 months of the show are my favorite. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Very eerie. And the, the hints of the supernatural gradually start getting introduced. I mean, it's spooky from the beginning. You know, there are metaphorical references to ghosts. Is it a metaphor? Is it real? You don't see until a couple months in and then you gradually, it's like bubbling beneath the yeah, surface. Schofield so playing the, the ship. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He was, he, he was uh, Bill Malloy. Yeah. That, the character he played was, he was, he was, I wish they, I wish Dan had brought him back to the show as to play another character later on because he was, uh, yeah. he was really good. Definitely. Uh, wonderful. Okay. Closing thoughts here. I want to, I want to put this out there, Richard, um, since you are, have been involved in the dark shadows festivals over the years, what are the chances of seeing another dark shadows festival? Cause I keep hearing when, you know, rumors, Oh, the, the 50th right, well, anniversary was the last one. And that makes me sad. So Jim Pearson, if you're listening, you've got to do another festival. If not, someone else will do it. Like cancel Farage. We'll do it. I nominate uh, you. I'm putting you yeah, on the spot. Yeah. I'll do a movie instead. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Don't need that you, think, you think this is hard? How do you yeah. do a festival? Now? A yeah. convention. Putting on a convention yeah. is no joke. It's no joke. No, yeah, it's, that's it's, a lot of work. It's hard. And, and, and listen, the, the last live thing we had planned was already in place mm -hmm. was for April of either 2020 or 2019, whenever John passed away, that we're going to have a life celebration for John Carlin at the Vista Theater, who at the time was owned by Lance Alspa, uh, a very big Dark Shadows fan, and had the, the forecourt of that theater has footprints in cement of the, the casts of both of the Dark Shadows films and, and several other things. Um, there was supposed to be a life celebration for people to come in. And of course, COVID hits, that's done. 
So everything just kind of went by the wayside of it. And my first inclination to resurrect anything would have been, why don't we do an online festival or something reminiscent of a festival? And Jim Pearson wasn't really, I I couldn't get a, a, a straight answer as far as, well, he didn't seem to want to be, you know, committed with something like that and was pointing out, well, we can't do this, we can't do this, and these people are this. So your guess is as good as mine. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, if we do it again, I mean, uh, I'm sure it's going to be different because I have seen other groups doing live festivals and you've got these plastic barriers up in front of the, you got the autograph table. Now, Catherine, you're very prominent in all aspects of the live festival there's a panel on stage there's the dealer's room with people signing autographs so you've got now i've seen you've got this banner up this barrier it's it's clear plastic then i've also seen people taking photographs there is a plastic wall between yeah but you're yeah. still in the picture you know right there are ways to do these things you know well when I, things I, get I better it's not let me when things get better when things improve when things pen. get better yes I wait a minute hope. you know uh richard i've done i've done three things now since COVID. uh one of them was at uh seaview terrace i, I just missed you yes. i missed i was there the 23rd and i missed you yes but that was with a uh you know a very small group yeah. every Everybody, uh, you know, we, we all knew everybody had been vaccinated and, and sure. whatnot. And then I also did something at Lindhurst. And by the way, my a replica that Michael Hanna made of the ball gown that I wear in House of Dark Shadows, I've donated it to Lindhurst. It's on display now in the blue room. And it's it's quite lovely. I'm, I'm so better there than hanging in my closet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did uh, sign uh, books and I spoke and uh, Lindhurst. I have to say that 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 place is so beautifully run and they they worked it out so that, you know, I felt safe and everybody coming to see me felt safe. But to do it in a uh, uh, I I don't know what Chiller Theater is doing. Uh, I think they did have an event. I I don't I it just sounds to me like a super spreader. Yes. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It's just too dangerous to do it like we did. (laughs) And and by the way, I hate to say this, but it it happens to be true uh, that I'm one of the younger of the Dark Shadows actors. Uh, I I don't know that that's safe uh, having people uh, of a certain age uh, exposed in that way. Sure, definitely. I, I, I think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or not, or don't think about it. No, no, we <laughs> no, should definitely think correct. about it. That is, that is uh-huh. correct. And this yeah. is what the concerns were, because you have to understand, too, besides we have people of a certain age on stage, a good portion of the, the audience, the fandom, the viewers, there are a lot of special needs people. There are a lot of uh, handicapped, uh, uh, challenged, physically challenged people. There are autism. There's all sorts of different things. Yeah. Some of these things uh, have uh, immunocompromised things going on. Yeah. So your audience is, is not necessarily 100% 
Uh, you know, so you're absolutely right, Catherine. And as I say, more. You say again. I could not agree more. That's and that's what I was saying. Well, you know, to, to make me feel safe, but also the people coming to see me make them feel safe. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know that. I don't know that it's worth it. Yeah, now, I don't know if now we can is even not do the it. time. Now is not the time. No, I'm thinking, it's not the time. I'm thinking yeah. down the road. That's what well, my thoughts were. My thoughts down were the road, but the future. You got you know? through. Also, like like she said, you've got a lot of physical things that some of these sure. things are not going to change. Sure. Even if you put a mask on, you put it, you still have something. And and uh, if we do it again, if, if, you know, I'm certain it would be in some scaled down thing. I'm sure the Lindhurst and the Sea-Doo check, that was a small. Hey, Catherine, do you remember when we were down on Coronado Island? We yeah. did a festival. On, I drove that you was, home. <laughs> that was for uh, yeah. was yeah. the um, premiere. That oh. one, yes, that's right. <laughs> awesome. But it was a very small yeah. group. And yeah. I'm open to that. I'm open yeah. to that. A small, limited number of people. We could do something like that. But you're right. There's a I, lot of facts. I will we say, protect. I honestly think that it's doing something like what we're doing with Christmas Carol at, at these online events is probably more rewarding, not only for the fans, because anybody can access them, anybody can attend them, but also for the cast members, like we're doing something fresh and different. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, if we, if we continue to do radio shows and whatnot, it's not the same of, Hey everybody, here we are again. What have you been doing? You know, the same question, let's yeah, keep it, yeah. let's progress dark shadows forward. And Absolutely. if the online yeah. route is the best way. And to, you are, for, and you are working in a Q and A portion. Yeah. You are doing that, so it's there is that aspect to it. But I, I, I get what you're what you're saying, and I, I, I liked the Sea View event. I went, to, I, I missed you, Catherine. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to to meet you, but I was there. I couldn't go on Halloween weekend, but I did go the 23rd and the 24th, and I, I hung out with Bob Issel and Helen Samaras and Guy Haynes and that that gang, and it, it was they're so nice, and I had such a great Wonderful. time, such a great time, and it's a it's. A re- it's just a remarkable house. You know, I've seen it a few, I grew up in Massachusetts, so it's not too far away. So it's, I've seen it many times, but to be inside the house and to, to actually see it from within is, was oh, really amazing. By the way, I, I, I posted this on Facebook, but there's a fellow named Gary Lawrence who is doing a New York Adventure Club uh, have you have you seen my post about it? He's um, uh, he's doing the Dark Shadows Gilded Mansions. Oh, cool! I no, that. no, that's great. It's on, web, it. it's on my it's on my um, it's on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I you have to sign up, but it's on my Facebook page. I, I put it up a, uh, a while ago, okay. and uh, I, I know Nina Ogle Johnson is and Bob Eisel. Oh, yeah. Yep, and I think Patrick McCrae uh, and uh, Patrick de Blasi. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. And uh, you, your, uh, I heard something recently, your website, uh, CatherineLeeScott.com. Now you have your, your books available through your website, correct? I do. I do. You know, at, uh, <laughs> a lot of the books are 
no longer available. Uh, I wish Jim Pearson would give me the rights to republish the music book, Bob Cobert's music. That's a great book. Even if somebody, and I don't want exclusive, but even if somebody else does a book, the book that I have done is totally Dark Shadows centric. Uh, it doesn't have Winds of War and all the rest of it. So uh, I would love it if he would uh, give me, the, Dan Curtis estate would give me the, the license to uh, bring that book out again. It's it's the book that gets requested the most. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'd love to do that. Uh, uh, but some of the, you know, the, some of the books have been out for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So what is, what's available is now on the website. Wonderful. Uh, and that's katherineleescott.com. Ansel, yeah. your films, how, how can people get your, I meant hollinsworthproductions.com, correct? Hollinsworthproductions.com. And you can see Catherine and David in Loon Lake, which is streaming on Tubi TV and Amazon Prime and the Roku channel and on Blu-ray. Hollinsworthproductions.com uh, also has all the links for Blu-rays and DVDs and uh, Chris Pennock shorts. And basically you can see all the Dark Shadows cast members in brand new ventures and Hollinsworth uh, Productions, H-O-L-L-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H, no G. And uh, yeah, that's my spiel. Awesome. And Richard, I was I was watching, like I got sucked into watching your YouTube videos as Austin Powers and your singing as well, which is awesome and remarkable. Oh, and I you. loved it. So tell me, tell me about uh, how can people find you online? And find out Pan more. Alley. Yes. Pan Alley. Yes, indeed. That's, a, that's another seat. That's a very, this is a Catherine story. Okay. Uh, yeah, go, go for it. No, this is great. This is great. <laughs> uh, I, my very good friends with Vince Giordano, Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks, a 1920s, 30s band, worked for the plays in New York City. One year we're in town for the festival. I go to see them at Charlie O's. Um, and who is this? Catherine and Jeff or her husband who passed away, the nicest man you know, we miss your, we miss him so much. I said, what? She's Richard, what are you doing? I said, I know, are you a jazz fan? Well, Jeff is a jazz fan and brought me to this. And Catherine still is a fan of Vince, Dan, Danny Levinson, all, some of the people in it. So that's how that got started. But uh, as far as finding me online, my uh, Instagram is R-I-C Halpern, R-I-C-H-A-L-P-E-R-N. Is that one for singing? And uh, if you're interested in Austin Powers impersonator, that's my other Instagram, Austin Powers impersonator, all one word. And uh, yeah, YouTube, I think it's Richard Halpern for, for the singing. And oh, and speaking of YouTube, Baby Dark Shadows. The oh, videos, yes. The famous videos from yes. the 80s and yep. early 90s, 88 to 1991. There were four epic epics shot by babies that my niece and nephews, <laughs> and they are on their stream. Is that, is that your nephew playing Barnabas? Well, a couple of them played Barnabas. Okay, yeah, okay. My oldest and the youngest okay. both played Barnabas. Okay. My niece He's is on the point. one who played, I'm sorry? He's on point. Oh, the, the, the child I saw playing Barnabas, I was like, wow, he's really into it. He's well, yeah, there were, all four of those kids were hand bones, like yeah. their uncle, you know? But yeah, you got two, you got a little baby Barnabas, because grown-up Barnabas had a hissy yeah. fit and stormed out, and so we used yeah. the baby. So he's Barnabas in one of the episodes. My niece played all the women, except 
for Julia or or um, what's her uh, Countess Dupre, okay. which has to be played by a man unless it's Grace and you know. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, those are up there. Streaming. We we do we do an 1897 storyline, which was the first one. The second one was 1795. The third one was Dream Curse. And the fourth one was done on location at Greystone, where uh-huh. they shot the 1991 series. Yeah. And that was just called Sarah. Okay. Uh, and then that's it. So and those kids are they're grown up now. My niece is married. She has her own little boy who is 10 years old, but he doesn't want his picture taken. He's not. Look at me. Look at me. He's yeah. not that at all. Okay. Uh, but that's that. So you can see those on there. And of course, the fall that my niece wore. She had to have that fall because she saw Maggie with a fall or Josette. What is <laughs> this thing on her head? Yeah. It's called a fall. It's yeah. like a big clip. She would not let that go until he it. got her this fall. And it's funny, uh, Catherine, if you remember at the Women's Club, the Hollywood Dark Shadows Festival we did, what did you auction off? That fall. Oh, wow. <laughs> I should have got it. For <laughs> so that's, that's where you can find me, you know, okay. you know go on Instagram. I'll what what would, uh, what would Austin Powers say about Dark Shadows of Christmas Carol? What would his reaction be? He was in the sixties. Maybe he watched Dark Shadows. I mean, oh, well, listen, you know, Austin Powers is also in a skit called The Spy Who Bit Me. <laughs> and it was actually his hand that came up with a frilly lace cuff strangling Willie, played by John Carlin, on stage. By the way. <laughs> what would he say? I think it's you know, Christmas Carol is groovy. I love Dark Shadows, baby. Dark Shadows under my eyes. <laughs> uh, Carlin's fault, that's what it's all about, baby. Don't, don't, forget, don't forget to miss it. Don't forget to see it. Don't miss it. Don't forget to be there. <laughs> Shagadelic. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I got no hair left. Damn. <laughs> you got, you got what? What did you say? I said, I need Catherine's fall because I don't have any hair. Let's <laughs> <Well, laughs> find out who uh, <laughs> come to me. Don't come to me. Wonderful. All right, folks. All right. <laughs> Catherine, can you give us your, your closing thoughts here about reuniting with your castmates to do this, uh, this sure to be legendary event coming up? I can't think of anything else like it. The fact that we're getting together with <laughs> with actors that we worked with 55 years ago and we're working again, doing something live, which is what we started out doing. I think it's an, it's an incredible event. I'm so glad. Uh, I, I, I don't know how many people are allowed to sign up, but we've got a huge uh, reserved audience for this. Yes. So uh, we're going to have we're going to, we're going to have an amazing audience and I'm thrilled that we're doing it. We're going to break the Internet either on our side or their side. Now, I didn't know you had to. Do I have to sign up to, to be in this? To watch no. this? No. Oh, OK. 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 No, it's just that a lot of people are. OK. okay. getting big okay this is going to be epic folks you do not want to miss this thank you (laughs) so much to my guests Danielle I appreciate it oh my goodness thank you for being here I'll see you uh Anon. Or Zoom. Anon. Yes, indeed. Anon. Oh, I like that. I like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sunday, December 19th, everyone. Anon. We shall we shall all be there and enjoying this. It's gonna be happening via the smartphone theater company webpage and YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode. Please be sure to like, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I am delighted to see the numbers for this podcast growing. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. Please be sure to review the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Prime, Spotify, wherever you subscribe to your podcast. This is all about celebrating dark shadows and keeping the candles lit at the old house. So let's let's keep it going, folks. And thank you so much for listening. I, I got one go, last, go, one go last postscript. Yeah. Since it's a live show and we got our live Q&A, for anybody that wants to ask a question to the cast, check out our Facebook event page, Dark Shadows, A Christmas Carol. I've started a thread where it says, post your questions to the cast here. Richard and I will be asking them to our 12 Dark Shadows performers. That's the spot to ask your questions. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be epic. And for as long as they lived, the dark shadows never truly dissipated, for there will always be Terror at Collinwood. Terror at Collinwood is a Penny Dreadful production.